0: from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table These are all my fantasy children
1: Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children, my name is Aaron Catano sayez And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast where each week, Jeff and I take a brilliant listener-submitted prompt that can be short, long, and in between, spin it into an original fantasy character, plot device, story, legend, myth, what have you, and use that to develop an original fantasy world we've been making for eight years called Fantasy. It's the best Living show the on the internet. Living yeah. the dream. Living the goddamn inter- internet dream of making a thing and actually doing it. And doing it when we want to do it. That's why we yeah. haven't recorded in a while. Because we're busy. And we're cool. We're cool That's kids. Right. I don't need right. your validation. I'm the coolest kid in my middle school.
2: What, are you? what do you think you're better than me? You yeah. think you're better than me? Yeah,
1: well, it's because your show releases on a weekly schedule. You think you're fucking better than me?
2: Get out of here. Get
1: out of here with your weekly release schedule. We do so on a comfort release schedule. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell them. If we ain't in, uh, you know, some kind of comfort level, we ain't going to release it, see?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a real nice
1: arrangement we got here. Yeah, it's a real project just powered by creativity and and, and, and trying to set a good example for the young ones. Yeah, yeah.
2: Real, ni- <laughs> real nice release structure you got there. It'd be a shame if somebody uh, prioritized their mental health. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I can't I can't want up that one. That's
0: too good. Yeah, it'd
1: be, it'd be a shame if you uh, you know had a life outside of the internet and touched some fucking grass. All right,
2: All right what do we do here?
1: So we're gonna take a listener submitted prompt. And we're going to create uh, a new fantasy story or develop our fantasy world, things like that. Usually it's the develop a fantasy world in the modern age. But uh, first, I'm going to ask you the most important question. And that's what's getting you excited this week? Is it something you've eaten, something you've done, something you've worn, something you've seen, like a cat? What's getting me excited
2: this week? Um, I've been playing sin The fuck is that? It's a movie, it's a movie game? Sin, spell that. C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D-L-E-2.app is the URL. It is a There's a battle mode that I've been playing relentlessly. Um, and basically, it is competitive, like, six degrees of separation. Uh, and you make connections until you can no longer, until you, like, oh. reach a point in the chain that you cannot get, like, you go until until somebody cannot make a connection, either an actor, director, um, writer or composer, if you cannot connect that to another movie, then you lose. I and love you have a certain that. number of lifelines. Oh. Um, you can only use a certain connection three times. So if we go back and forth on Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, we can only name three of them. Oh, that's so, fun. So like you, so like there's strategy of like, you can back somebody into, uh, you could, so uh, Sean Connery was on the table and I, I, we got two what the two Sean Connery films were played, and I I threw out uh the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen LxG from the year two thousand three, and then you got to try and name somebody who was involved in the film League of Extraordinary Gentlemen I who's love not that. Sean Connery.
1: I, um, oh, uh, Pee Wee Herman's in that, isn't he? Uh, 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 oh. uh, what's his name? Or is that the other movie? That's mystery. Wait, You're thinking of Mystery Men.
2: M- <laughs> That I have no idea. You like legit stopped the, me in my tracks. I was like, I don't think so.
0: <laughs> it's mystery man.
2: <laughs> what? Could, like, could you imagine? Could you? Fu- no, he
1: is. He's just a masked character in that <laughs> oh, one. Oh,
2: sure, sure, sure.
1: Yeah, he's an extra. He's a stunt <laughs> he, double.
2: Oh, he was the mad, the guy in the in the in the mask, in the full Pee Wee Herman. Tuxedo. Yeah, he, he
1: voices one of the robot bugs in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen.
2: <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah that tracks. Yeah. You
1: know, it's just a little known fact. But that sounds fucking awesome. I love silly
2: games. I love. Games. It was great. It was good. good. The vibe was great. I love playing it. What do you What are you playing?
1: I b- fucking Brian and I have gotten back on Elden Ring. However, <laughs> we're not really playing the actual game. We're just bullying people, and uh, we so
2: <laughs> in Elden okay, Ring. I'm listening. So in
1: Elden Ring, do you know how Souls games worked with invasions and stuff by any chance? Yeah,
2: you can show up as a ghost, right? Yes,
1: or. In Elden Ring, I'm in Brian's game, and you can use an item called Taunter's Tongue that invites other people to invade. And then we do something called Gank Them, where... They think we're just exploring the world and fighting bosses. No. We are literally summoning you to beat the shit out of you into an <laughs> open area. We're luring you. We're going to beat you up. Then we're going to drop a glowing stone in your grave. And then we're going to teabag you. And I'm sorry. We are, we've are. we been calling ourselves the Elden Scumbags. And it's just been nice to do something. Like, honestly, something dumb with my friend is so sure. fun. And, like... Brian's a hoot to play with, and by the way, if you play Elden Ring and you ever get invaded by uh, someone, Do you ever seen Demolition Man, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know when uh, Stallone is talking about having sex and he goes, boning, the, the wild mambo, the hunk a <laughs> Brian's name <laughs> Brian's name in game is the hunk a so if you ever get invaded by the hunk chunker, no, that's Brian, and if you get invaded by Eldenfans.com, no, that's me.
0: <laughs> Eldenfans.com. <laughs> So, it's been, we've just Killed been being, <laughs> we've
1: just been being Shit. very silly, and like, killing people, you know, fighting, and being stupid, but like, it's just been fun, it feels, it's big sleepover energy, and like, we're not trying to get competitive, we're being silly, like, I hide as like, I, I I put on an item called the Mimic Veil, that lets me disguise myself as like a flag, and then Brian lures them into a false sense of security, and suddenly you're getting a spell cast at you from a fucking flag, um... <laughs> but anyway (laughs) yeah exactly so we've just been giggling it's just been nice to do to have decompression time that's truly just absolutely moronic It's been it's been great like i played for a bit today and we were just peeing ourselves and it's 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 nice to be approaching 37 and i'm very happy that i can still do this like i think uh uh sit 12 year old me would be very proud of me knowing that eldenfans.com is playing with chunka. that's really and, great and that fighting that makes sweaty me so happy. nerds in the world of elden ring that makes me so uh, happy especially if you have a name in Elden Ring and you invade that is really like try hard like we fought a guy this morning named Mithrandir and i was like oh brother and so beating <laughs> beating up a wizard named Mith yeah, exactly. <laughs> beating up Mithrandir or like when people do like berserk cosplay in game we're like oh jeez <laughs> you know imagine losing a fight to eldenfans.com and your name is Mithrandir it's not not gonna feel very good
2: anyway that, that's great that makes me really so, happy we've I just love been, this. yeah
1: we're just like peeing and giggling like peeing ourselves it's 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 the best anywho uh on this podcast i i i have a prompt for you this week jeff from a listener hit me, hit uh, me. hold please a prompt this week comes from our discord from dear prompt vampire lake teach me everything i need to know and i had a big thought about this um a big yeah, old get, thought
2: and I am going to say up front, I had a big thought as well. <laughs> okay. And I had to make I had to make Aaron a solemn promise yeah. here. Yeah. Um because my big thought was uh let me look up the name of the film. Is it Bye Bye Man?
1: Or Man? It's not Man. Bye Bye Man. Well, it's Howdy not Man's Bye Bye Man. It's Our Show.
2: <laughs> so I had the thought immediately I was reminded of the film Night Swim. The fuck is, is that? Are you following night, the night swim drama? No. I don't <laughs> you it's know. Film, it's a film that came out recently about an evil pool.
1: <laughs> oh, stop it.
2: <laughs> That's never a, a, like, an evil murderous pool. <laughs> you know, honestly, after
1: Christine... I, I, I mean, I'm like, what's crazy about the evil pool if we believed in the evil car? <laughs> or Chucky. Chucky, a matter of fact, is, is pretty fucking
2: dumb. So, like, <laughs> I had to make the solemn prayer or solemn swear to Aaron that I was not going to bye-bye, man, this episode. You I did. was not going to howdy, man. We're not howdy, man.
1: <laughs> I really appreciate that because... Um, so if you're like a lore nerd of AMFC, you know, there's a couple of you, and I love you very much. Um, I have a There's a Discord channel that I have for if I have an idea and I'm not at my computer or near a notebook, I jot it down, and it's usually like it will come up later. And this is one where I was like, I kind of want to talk about this. So I wrote in the Discord, in every region that has been veiled in shadow, and that means like, you know, uh, like corrupted, I guess, by like a major arcana, right? Um, mm-hmm. I said the minor arcana work to create a lair. It's sort of like basically uh, uh, once like uh, a beacon of light is changed into like a demon zone, we'll call it. I thought of like do ma- maybe major arcana who are our bads in this world. They wield demon powers of otherworldly origin and minor arcana are their minions. Do they twist the world Into like creating, like I said, a demon lair, like a castle, a keep, a house that when you step into it, it's basically a portal into a pocket dimension that we have on our show called the Nightmare Space, where it's just full of evil. And that's basically regions that get basically claimed. I'm saying basically a lot. I don't care. Regions that are claimed by Major Arcana are, are big bad even if it's like a small forest or like a plain, does a castle rise, a house, a keep, a tower, something, and that's the demon's lair, and to get rid of it, to bring the area back to light, do you have to beat the shit out of like the boss or the major arcana and kick them out to reclaim it? So I was thinking Vampire Lake is essentially, Jeff, a haunted lake because it's been a lake that has been corrupted by shadow and someone has twisted it into some sort of like... Uh, you know, demon lair, a castle, a keep, where if you were to dive into the lake, are you transported into their like water temple dungeon?
2: You know what I mean? Well, le- let me let me let me take this as uh, a step further. Let me let me let me turn this dial up to eleven here. Jesus Christ. You said that like when this uh minor arcana, major arcana, when this figure is defeated, things go back.
1: Yes, yeah, because I said, I put in my notes, only when the major arcana is eliminated can the veil lift, that's like something in shadow is veiled, and the beacon of light can once again be formed. It doesn't have to be true, but these are, this is what's
2: in the discord. Let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, throw you a what if. Oh. What if there's no going, like, not like, like, it's fucked, like, what if you can stop making it worse, but then there are ruins,
1: Oh, okay. Because so my thought process was: here's the my behind baseball or whatever, fucking inside baseball. I like sports, I do, but I don't know fuck about <laughs> TV sports. Anyway, my thought was: I was I'm kind of I grow weary of corruption in fiction, you know what I mean? Like, sure. oh, this yeah, land yeah. was corrupted and there is no oh, yeah, going sure. back. And we mu- It's in everything anymore. And so I'm like, even fucking Elden Ring, Jesus Christ, everything right now is a corrupted region with an evil, blah, blah. This one is kind of like, everything's kind of the same, except there'd be like demons wandering around. But also, it's like, you know, it's, it's more dangerous, but the source of it is like this house, this castle, this building. But I do like the idea of killing the person inside you know, like beating up the major arcana, killing them, doesn't get rid of the castle.
2: That's kind of what I'm thinking is like, is like, I, am I uh, nature regrows, right? Like yeah. the world heals around it. I'm thinking of like flowers oh. blooming and like coming back, but the structures and the like, yeah, strange, you know, the strange constructs <laughs> and the pillars and the, the obelisks and all the things that, emerge from this like castle from the warping of this landscape like i i think it's it's not that it is the the structures themselves re like remain you know what i mean like you have built you have built a castle here that castle is not going to go away unless it is torn down
1: yeah like uh uh in the pine barrens currently there's uh on this one and it's called wharton Uh, no, it's called Estelle Manor is the area. There's an old power plant from the early 1900s that's in the state forest along this river. And it's just been, obviously it's been torn down, but the ruins and like, it looks like near Automata where it's like been reclaimed by pine trees are growing through it and vines. And, you know, it's
2: that kind of image is what would be left of this demon castle, right? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like, I love na- I love places where nature has grown over ruin like that's just an aesthetic I think is great yeah and this gives us some spaces where and like I I agree I don't like this land has been corrupted and, and nothing shall you know, grow yeah. here again It's like, boring it's boring things will things will change but they will heal like yeah. things can never be as they were but things will also heal and that to me is important I think it's also important to like the heart of the show but at the same time growing over construct is, I think, of a thing that, that is a visual from the real world that I think is really compelling that I want to drag in.
1: And something that's great with our show and how our lore and magic works is magic is like a naturally occurring thing. Like, magic and nature are tied together. Like, if if you essentially are magic creates everything that you see touch experience, you know, it makes up every atom of the world is magic coal nature reclaiming. It would be very end of final fantasy seven. Like, you know, it's very, the life stream. And if we lean into that, it would basically be the planet and the life force of it reclaiming this land because it's, you know, it's the planet has a will of its own, essentially. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? This essence mm-hmm. of magic in our will it, world is will, and it's like the dreams of the planet, blah, blah, you know, that bullshit about ghosts. But it's it would essentially be the sentience of the planet, like reclaiming it, which I like. Yeah, I think it's a good energy. So, um, my question for you is... All of them are different, yeah. Well, they've Oh, no, this is my big question that I was thinking of when you were talking. You we've mentioned a long time ago that like there are ruins that are mysterious in fantasy, like throughout in throughout the world, and nobody knows what they are. And are some of them in previous we'll call them, I don't know, cycles or are those the ruins of previously defeated major arcana? You know what I mean? Like if we've talked about it before, like randomly there are ruins of kingdoms and castles that have battled and warred, are these just really ancient versions of people clapping the cheeks of
2: assholes who wield shadow and evil magic? I'm going to go even broader than that and say that, like, yes, yes, and slash yes, but, like, I think it is a mix of, it is, I love the, I love the sense of previous cycles. I love the sense of heroes of your like, you know. Yeah, like, pow- beings, uh, like, like. Beings of such magical power, be they demons, be they wizards, be they people. Something or something other than that, you know, primordial bullshit. All of those things like building structures that remain in the world. And it is almost it it implies a sort of cyclical sense that we've talked about of the world. And something that I think is a really compelling piece of that is... Something gets left behind.
1: Yeah. 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 Lessons are learned and they are literal. They are, you can see them. They are tangible lessons.
2: Yeah. Like um, trying to draw the same drawing again. And uh, it's a game of, it's almost a game of telephone. It's, and yeah. it's remembering those. It's what, what details do you remember on the 4,000th retelling of the story? Yeah. And it's, it's watching those pieces calcify become these structures, these obelisks, these ruins, these sites that are significant, and, like, that is a sense of, like, these pieces that exist before any, before any of us existed are things that existed on some previous cycle of the cosmos.
1: <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, too, this stuff of relics are left behind and things like that. Like we talked about the episode Swordbreaker, which is fairly recently, that's 188, that. For example, on this castle underground in these ruins is this robot of fucking violence that might have been built to combat a a shadow, you know, combat major arcana of that era or could have been done to fight, you know, for lack of a better term, the warriors of fucking light. Who knows? But all we do know right now is that this has been going on in different cycles and different iterations with different names and different titles and different ways of describing things. Since time immaterial. And I fuck with that. I fuck with this. I fuck with this. Jeff, who is living in the demon lair of Vampire Lake? That's a great question. Because it's got to have a demon lord. And that's one of the major arcana. Mm-hmm. Which is, once again, I have to pat ourselves in the back. That fucking bangs. <laughs> I'm looking at my, I have a jack-o'-lantern tarot card deck. I might just pull until I find a major arcana, and that's who lives in the Vampire Lake.
2: I'm doing the exact same thing. With oh my shit! Deck. What did you have a theme? I will. Uh, I will say it. Not. I'm not going to say it until listeners who have listened to Party of One episodes where I've used the Tarot deck know the theme. But I'm not going to say the theme until I find a major arcana. So I got one. Okay. It is Judgment. I got Temperance. Represented by uh, Philadelphia, as represented by the 2023 NBA MVP
1: Joel Embiid. Oh my god, (laughs) okay. So, my
2: Philly tarot deck, okay. So,
1: which one's in there? Who's making the vampire leg judgment or temperance? What is temperance?
2: Where's my my little book? You gotta find that means I gotta find my little booklet temperance. Arcana,
1: you're with us, listener, as you get really disappointed in us that we don't know enough about something we throw around in our lore. Temperance almost invariably depicts a figure pouring liquid from one cup into another. Okay, that, that kind of works um, for for Vampire Lake. Uh, description.
2: Wait, yeah, because, hmm. Let me also read this. This is by Gina Tomei. This is the Philly Tarot Deck guidebook. Temperance is represented by Joelle Embiid. Uh, balance the basketballs of your life with restraint and care, and you will find that you can walk through fire and water and come out unscathed, even victorious. Don't be too hasty. Trust the process and you will find success. Okay.
1: Okay. So what I got from that, I heard balance, and it's mm-hmm. passing water back and forth, You can and you can walk through fire, right, you said? Mm-hmm. So what's the deal? Who is this person? Let, let's,
2: make, let's make a villain, you know? Let's make a villain. Let's I'm... talk
1: about Temperance,
2: the I'm, Arcana. I'm pulling... I'm pulling on—the things that I'm pulling on there are water pumps. Water pump is the is the the energy that I am bringing.
1: And my fastest lore refresher for our listeners who aren't, like, obsessed with our world. In our world, there is chaos and order. They are the two governing forces of our world. The world of fantasy is inhabited by chaos magic. So all the magic that makes up the world is chaos. And its opposition is order— which is usually only wielded by demons. Arcana, Major and Minor are people who have made bargains with these the de- otherworldly demons who oppose the world of fantasy for tremendous power due to their own aspirations of veiling the world in shadow, destroying it, making it dominated by order energy, which you know basically means kill everything in a light way of saying it or do- or ruling it. So major arcana are people of fantasy who were like, "You know what? I kind of want to be an asshole and like subjugate the planet and destroy it." Let's be villains. And they wield tremendous power. And they have they have minions who are minor arcana, who are people who made bargains with lesser demons, because major arcana are the big demons who make these amazing packs. Minor Arcana are people who are like, I want a million dollars, and a demon gives it to you. You know, those kinds of parables and stories. That's minor. Major are huge assholes with cool weapons, dope powers, and they live in demon castles, but they're bad. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> So, water pumps, you said.
2: Yes. um, I'm picturing, you know, passing water through, like, from one place to another. I'm picturing water pumps. I'm picturing a factory aesthetic. Okay. I am picturing a level of um, tying it into a lake. I am picturing, like, the bottom of a lake. I am picturing uh, okay. not quite bubble city, but like uh, a, a factory at the bottom of a lake, like pumping okay. pumping water and, okay. and using that to power magical effects. Throw, throw me what you're, what,
1: what are you feeling? What comes so, uh, to your that, mind? So that, that, um, I want you to see a lake, um, a lake surrounded by mountains, like kind of on one side, like, you know, making a U shape around a lake. And if you were to look into the lake, it's almost it's very Kingdom Hearts where imagine if the surface of the water inverted was the ground and the the factory is coming down from the surface of the water. You know what I'm saying? Like, as if the if you were to look at the surface of the water, you would see the bottom of the factory and it extends downward because we said it's kind of pocket dimension y. I feel like every demon castle, there's something off about it, something weird, something otherworldly that doesn't make any sense to look at it because you are literally leaving the world to go inside of it. Mm -hmm. So, I am seeing this factory churning. Uh, Vampire Lake, perhaps, meaning it's draining magical essence, the life. It's poisoning, pollution. I'm thinking uh, Fern Gully, stink, stank, stunk, factory, environmental destruction caused by this, by Temperance's factory that is making what? It's draining what? It's using what to make what? I do not know, but I love the idea of water being pumped into this inverted factory for some reason because i don't know besides this person being an asshole basically what i'm asking you is what about this factory is veiling this beacon of light and shadow like what is what's it doing to this region cuz that's what this does it fucks with the region and makes it i don't know it depends but this one seems to be polluting right are you getting that vibe um, you said factory and um, i got industrial
2: industrial is the aesthetic um there's something that I want to throw in and build on that I think is really really big I think there's a really big swing here if we're thinking about like pulling water pulling it into machines extracting things from water I want to may you know we you said like pulling is pulling pulling x into y we don't know what the x and the y are I have an idea that I'm thinking about water in fantasy and all my fantasy children i'm thinking about water i'm thinking about what the things that we've described around water and something immediately comes to mind are they pulling ghosts out of the water oh okay so ghost factory um we've described in the past that ghosts as we think of them like in sources of water things like hot springs and or even just like uh, cracks in the earth that you know a, a body of water like
1: an underwater like you know the bubbles that come from you yeah. know the hot, the hot core of the earth
2: that would carry ghosts <laughs> those like ghosts are carried in those moments and like we that's part of why you see so many ghosts at sea is because mm-hmm. like whirlpools emerge and ghosts emerge out of them it's why it's why sailing is such a ghost ridden thing mm-hmm. you know and so perhaps this source of water is significant for in some way like maybe it's connected to a hot spring maybe it's connected to an underground an underground river there is a unrest or there are spirits contained within this body of water that are being pumped into some kind of machine And being, you know, harnessed or, or, or channeled or uh, converted Converted or, you know, something. Yeah. Like the, the, the thing that we have said that is innately valuable about, or like one of the things beyond just being water and thus an innately valuable thing. One of the things that makes water magical in fantasy is that it is imbued with ghosts. And so like, if you are a factory that is pumping water likely like something that you are likely pumping out of that is the undead i so something i want
1: to definitively say about fantasy that's a cool deep that i just thought of is water in fantasy carries more magic than most things. The fluidity of it, it just, the tra- you know, the movement of water, it, it evokes for me very like life stream, what we're doing with the ley lines. That fluidity carries life force, you know, water is life, yada, yada, yada. But in fantasy, it carries life force, it carries ley line energy, it therefore would carry ghosts. So someone harnessing that would be someone pulling life from the earth or collecting ghosts you know what i mean are they are is mm-hmm. is temperance to keep i'm trying to keep it on theme no we don't have to keep it on theme who gives a fuck but like temperance is balance and passing cups of water back and forth you know what i mean you said i that, that image you said of moving water back and forth is there something about balance there is there something about water from one thing to another is mm. is the water of this lake, Vampire Lake, is it going into the nightmare space? Because if it's a pocket dimension, this factory that leads directly to fucking bad land where like demons live and all the arcana like chill in a fucking tower you described a million episodes ago. If that is true and water is going into it, is this thing funneling life force ghosts something out of the planet itself or is it like converting that is it collecting ghosts is it you know fusing all of ghosts into one super ghost to like you know command it I don't know (laughs) do you have any Hmm. thoughts about why one might want to harness water in fantasy for this
2: ghostly property besides just being a dick i like i like channeling ghosts into a super ghost that okay. is the aesthetic wise like there's two things that play okay. there that i really like Kay. one being pulling ghosts from the water into some kind of large dangerous scary thing mm-hmm. and then also the sense that if water is especially magical and especially magically charged then you also get the sense that the water is being used to power whatever this <coughs> whatever this object is I, is like yep. Because it's pulling the innate magic out of the water alongside the ghosts that are in this particular lake. They're both being pulled at the same time to feed into whatever this object is.
1: I know what the object is. I know exactly what it is. And it's something that you and I discussed on June 1st, 2017 in episode 37, Crystal Grimm, Reap What You Sow. An episode where we described in the dark future, ghost energy is used to power gigantic mech. Mecca, And people are draining mm-hmm. the life force of the planet to power these evil fucking ghost mechs. And Crystal Grimm, Crystal Grimm's buddies, cut them down and release the spirits of the dead back into the planet. We just didn't have that much fucking lore yet. This is the precursor to that. This mm. is, in modern fantasy, in the modern age, the, the, the demon lord, the major arcana, Temperance, is pulling... The souls of the planet out from the water using water to extract them. And in this factory is building a motherfucking mech that's powered by ghosts or like a prototype kind of it could be a small one or is it a fucking
2: Gundam? You know, I'm going to I'm going to cut you down the middle. I'm going to Jeff Stormer it a little bit. Okay, giant mech partially built. Okay. as I was about to say. It's never
1: completed, obviously, because it would destroy
2: everything. Because it's not completed until it's until the until the, the dark the dark post apocalypse future. Yep. But here's what we get. Oh we get a lot of mileage out of this one. Here's what we get if it's partially completed. Yeah. Um let me look something up. I have confirm. an idea of something we get
1: too we get a dope fucking demon castle with a slumbering ghost mech inside of it.
2: Oh even more than that, we get and I looked it up as though as though it's not in every single video game. Yeah. We get a level, we get that one level out of every single X-Men video game. We get the sentinel, sentinel fact. Oh fuck it's a sentinel factory (laughs) you have your minute you have your mini boss that's just the head and one arm of a sentinel yeah and then the lights turn on and you see the full thing (laughs) and you yeah like you (laughs) get the you get the you get the mini sentinels you get the mini sentinels you get the mini boss that's sentinel head plus one arm and then the final boss which is the full size thing stands in front of you and you got to kill the thing
1: okay but that okay so i want to talk about temperance because that gives me a really good idea temperance is a major arcana Is a person is therefore they were from dragon they were a dragonian person who dreamt of what because in my uh, we'll get to that but in my head because of the bargain with this demon of uh mechanation, this this demon of productivity of converting natural resources into you know what i mean like a almost a factory pollution demon. You know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. uh, think like assembly. If, if, if Henry Ford were, <laughs> whereas if Henry Ford would take their actual form, they would be an AMFC fucking demon. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. This Dragonian made a pact with that demon for productivity, for to create the ultimate in, in warfare, in combat, by any means necessary, willing to use any resource necessary. And the demon was like, great, you know what we can use? Uh, merge with me. Jeff, Temperance is essentially Master Mold from X-Men.
2: Yeah, 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 that feels good
1: like this in in listeners can you describe Master Mold? I'm sure better than me.
2: It's like a giant sentinel that makes little sentinels. Yeah, it's a giant sentinel that makes little sentinels. There's not really a better explanation I'm just like, I'm sure there is if you are, uh, if like if you dive into the X-Men deep lore, like I believe Master Mold at various points is like a living guy Okay, but I don't remember but like that sense of giant sentinel makes little sentinels is the, the aesthetic note that is important. So
1: What I will say then about that is Temperance, the major arcana, if you were to see them, if you were to, you know, plow through the demon castle and face them and final battle music starts, you would see this like draconic, you know, attached to cables and tubes and half like cable arm, cable face like this. Merged with a robot demon, essentially, kind of like you know what I mean. Uh, very puppet esque, dangling from these
2: cables, and its hands are constantly I, moving. What do you think? Can I take this? Ev- can I take this even further?
1: Is it a person in a chair spins around and starts clapping? It <laughs> goes very well. You solved my factory puzzle. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> you got it. You got it. <laughs> no, the way that you like the thing that you're describing that I wanna, I wanna maybe put a spin on yeah. is. That there is a person that you see that is this, that is Temperance. Okay. Like an avatar or a real person? I want to take this, I want to say, take this further and say, what if that is not the case? Okay. Because Temperance is everything. Temperance is the factory, the entire ever expanding like an, a rapidly expanding factory with sentient arms and faces and it is the factor it is that like fun computer are,
1: trove where you go yeah. inside the program and the program is trying to kill you and like a tree will be like oh nice try now take this and there's like a new battling like that kind of energy yeah the demon castle of vampire lake is temperance itself they have become that. Is that what yes. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I fuck with it. And, and it, what I like about it is it makes sense for the thematic part of the major arcana in our world. We're like, you know, that old fucking D&D warlock trope. It's like you make a cost with a demon at a cost. You know what I mean? You make the pact and there's a cost. I like it in our world. But like in this case, the, the people always kind of get fucked over in a way. Mm-hmm. And this one is like, wow, I'll be able to finally make the machine of chaos and mayhem of my dreams, and I'll be able to create the ultimate weapon. Wow, all I have to do is merge with this demon. I'm a factory.
2: <laughs> well, and I want to even take maybe- Or is like, that the shape they, they wanted? Is this the form they took to be ultimate productivity? I kind of like that this is the form that they took. Ooh. Not for ultimate productivity, because I think this person is taking shape in my head. Okay. This is the form that they took to make a weapon that the make a weapon that is greater than any other weapon. Mm, ok. this is what was required. This is a this is a weaponsmith. This is a builder oh, fuck of me. weapons. fuck. This is a builder of weapons. And to build larger and larger and scarier and scarier weapons and get wealthier and wealthier, they have continued to build greater and greater. Uh, they needed to build bigger and bigger weapons, bigger and bigger tools. They needed more and more. And they finally like sided with someone who said, someone who was like, I can connect you with the, the natural resources and the power sources to build the, to, to build a weapon that will shake the earth to its core. And they were like, turn me into like, you know, give me the thing that I need to build this weapon. And they so they turned, it, you know, agonizingly yeah. into the factory and now they are building weapons. Yeah,
1: because it's like the the theme that I always want for our villains is, we, you know, you and I agree of like they are selfish assholes. You've described this yeah. before where like they're like, I don't give a fuck what it takes. I'm trying to get mine. And so. Yeah. So can I paint you a picture of what I feel like this dragonian this person is? Yes. Oh my God, I have fucking dice in front of me. Hold on, I forget. How exciting! Oh, oh my God, to 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 have a mic at your desk is a beautiful thing. I'm gonna roll a bear d6, where the one is a bear. I bought these at a rest stop in Colorado and they were like fucking this like it was basically like a loves like a kind of truck stop mm-hmm. and there was dice in a bucket and I was like you've got to be fucking kidding and you so, got it you yeah. got you got I gotta it. get them. they're just brown dice with black bear on them anyway so let's roll for some pronouns shazam that's a bear that's one so he him because two uh it's one one and two he him three four she her five six they them anyway so he was a dragonian weaponsmith who, in the city of dragons like height, we're talking and we're, and we're in the modern age. We're floating in the sky. Dragons in the sky. You know, everybody's nice. Everything is good in the world. We're in modern fantasy where things kind of fucking rip. Everybody's cool. Well, not everybody. There's some dickheads. Clearly, there's a weaponsmith in Dragon who, you know, it's it's they're pushing it. they're they're pushing it at first it would be like wow that's a pretty fucked up looking sword that's pretty gnarly that could do some like really cataclysmic damage yeah if you swing it a meteor is pulled from the heavens and it strikes the earth like jesus fucking christ why would i why would we do this? And it's sort of like starts going out of business. Is that that kind of thing? Like no one wants them. So I'm imagining this person in their like weapon shop, weapon factory surrounded by unused weapons, things that have never been swung before, kind of painting the picture of this factory of the like that comes in the future. They're surrounded by these weapons that are, for lack of a better term, just like fucked up. You know, that's the I don't know. That's the only term I think I can think of for to describe these things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. there's barbs and they're twisty and, you know, weapons that you'd see in real life and go, Jesus, there's there's no need for that. Holy fuck. It's like almost as if they have some personal vendetta or, or some anger that they're expressing in their art or some 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 negativity that they're expressing in their weapon smithing. And so over time, they're in this, now this, cache of weapons surrounded on all sides. They have a foot around their little table, and they work all day and work all night. And the day, you know, the day finally comes where they've had enough, that they're surrounded by these weapons. And it is it, here's my question for you. How do demons work? Do, we've, we've mentioned before that they find the right fit, basically yeah. you know what i mean like the demon would yeah. whisper to you and they ask you we mentioned in the arcana dim day episode that demons kind of ask you like pull me across like let me in let me into your world yeah. all you have to do is answer and i can give you what you want and you know somebody who would be like yeah fuck it let's go so this is a person on dragon surrounded by weapons never really like took
2: hmm does this work? Yes, but I wanna I wanna I wanna put a spin on it. Yeah. But please. yes, this fundamentally works. the thing I wanna put a spin on it is there is like a poss- a potential here that I think is very compelling. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm throwing this off the dome and I'm like, man, I'm I'm going out the cart's I'm losing control of my little cart here. Let me let me <laughs> let me write the cart a little bit. Yeah. And here's the here's the choice that I'm gonna make that's gonna write that's gonna write the cart. You said that nobody wants these weapons. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I was wanna, thinking. I want to I want to change trajectory and say that people like people did want these weapons because we've established that there is a period of time where shit-hearted adventuring types. Ah, so this is not pre- modern fantasy. Well, not originally. Like we also said, you know, people like dra- uh, draconians are very long lived. A lot of people are very long lived. Yeah, most people are. I think what happened, you know, this was a person who was a weaponsmith they made swords they made armor they built weapons of war and in an era where adventuring where combat where violence is big business that's great yeah. people will want that people will buy you or buy your magical sword that summons a meteor because hey i'm gonna go kick open a tomb and kill whatever's inside and yeah. i might want to throw a meteor at it yeah the problem is that that f- is that like the world got better. Oh, and there was no need for them, and that fell out of favor. Like the world, the culture changed. The culture of the world changed around this person, and they failed to adapt and became irrelevant. Which is uh, on one level the best thing that can happen. Yeah. Like the an- the short answer is. Things got is like the war. Things got better. The world changed and, and left it is them a, behind. It is a and that is a good thing. Like it is a good thing that this person was left in the fucking dust. Yeah, but thought like this. Like this man thinks to himself, like I just need to build something even more impressive. Like, yeah, it's it's boomer. You're describing boomer mentality of
1: like somebody being (laughs) like, yo, I'm fucking irrelevant. What can I do? You know, how dare they move on without me? What I still make is cool. And it's basically like, you know, uh, insult comics and people comic comedians who say offensive shit and are still trying to be relevant. And you're like, no, nobody wants this anymore, dog. We've moved on. Fuck off. No one's gonna give you money anymore. And they're like, no, I refuse to accept that.
2: It's just building a bigger and bigger weapon and going. Someone will like if I build a large enough hammer, someone will want to use it on a nail. Yeah, it is. Or like, or I can force them to take notice again. Yeah, like, that I feel like it's, it's it's a little of both. But mm-hmm. if I, is this how it feels?
1: Yeah, it is. is this I, how it feels? I definitely think it's both. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Fuck. It's, I I definitely. This is what I've been doing to people. I know where you go. Whoa, I definitely think it's like. You know, how dare you grow out of? I'm going to I'm going to make you notice me because also this is somebody who's once again, this is a person experiencing complete irrelevance, like irrelevance. Imagine uh, you live in Dragon. You're a weaponsmith. And your rival, like Ashley Fask, is making weapons for people, and everybody loves Ashley Fask, and you're still making horrifying weapons of war, not like adventure weapons to like you know keep yourself safe against like a dragon or something. You know what I mean? I don't know, like typical fantasy weapons. Fucking, I feel like this motherfucker was making like laser cannons that could shoot a beam through a mountain like Gohan as a kid, you know, and nobody wanted it. And so this is such a I will I will show them what they've been missing in me then. I will show them what a true weapon crafter looks like mixed with anger mixed with rage mixed with demonic power is i will make a hammer so fucking big you know what i
2: mean kind of is that the kind of energy i will make a hammer so massive that the world cannot help but use it as a nail
1: this is i feel like if the major arcana is like a fucking uh, a legion of doom temperance is the one that nobody knows no one talks to Temperance. Temperance is the lone tinkerer, the factory, the the doesn't communicate, does do, doesn't ever call home, doesn't ever check can I, in. <laughs> can I
2: can I throw a can I build on that? Yeah, please. We're making the Legion of Doom. Why uh, fuck not? <laughs> you don't communicate with Tem- like no one communicates with Temperance, but they sure come to visit. People come to visit Temperance uh. like. This is a gigantic, like, there are, you know, horrifying weapons and, and ghost magic and uh, and skeletons wandering around and all kinds of shit. Like, if you, like, people will come, will walk around and will gather up weapons. Yeah. You know? Like, but there's not, but, like, there's not a, I like that there's not a communication that they, that people periodically just come by and, like it's not even like a request right it's not even like you know we 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 tend to go to the well very often of like you ask a thing and then you arrive and the thing has magically appeared it's not that you get whatever's been fucking built by the (laughs) factory. yeah yeah okay so
1: can i make a twist on this like because this is obviously a very cool like fantasy dungeon full of like forbidden ultimate powerful weapons right yes will they work for anyone or is it a way to lure people and then kill them inside the factory and take their powerful spirit and convert it to the Gundam?
2: That's pretty good.
1: You know, it's, yes, That's it's drinking, good. yes, it's drinking water, you know, it's chugging, <laughs> that mech is chugging a lot of ghost it's hydra- water.
0: It,
2: look, listen, listen, okay, you it's know what? It's important to hydrate. We, Listener, If you drink water y- today? Yes, <laughs> yes, I recognize that there are problematic aspects of the factory, but like. It's taking time to drink water. All right, <laughs> it's taking think- care of itself. That mech has
1: taken time to unclench his jaw and drink some water. Have you? <laughs> Have you? Have you? Have you done that? I don't <laughs> think so. So this this mech this mech is chugging ghost water. It's getting way more powerful. You know, Temperance doing the doing his thing, being a huge asshole. I feel like the vault of weapons. You know, the Emporium of laser cannons and lightsabers. You know. Dope shit that would make any fantasy character so overpowered to have, you know? They're crazy mythical weapons. I feel like to get one out of there without dying is like a, a top tier raid, like a max level raid.
2: Yes. And like it's like a, the raid is like one hallway of the factory. And can I even take that even further? Please. You are describing like laser weapons and swords and things. Yeah. That level of, of, what's the word that I even want to use? Um, intuitive is the word I would use. Comprehensible. What do you mean? That Weapons at that level of... Uh, like technology? Comprehensible. Or like like un, our ability to comprehend oh, or understand it. that. Are so past where the factory is building. Yeah. That there's also a level of like... You do this raid and you find, like, uh, I'm thinking specifically, peeling back the curtain and pulling on media things, like, we're talking fucking um, shades of a Cenobite puzzle box. Okay, I was thinking, like, the Hellraiser box,
1: yeah, for sure.
2: That's, yeah, okay, so we've thought of the exact same object. Yeah, exactly,
1: like a kind of mind of altering reality cube, like, you know, it's beyond us.
2: And it's like a fucking weird puzzle cube. Like, like, like there, like there are not sore, you know, like, okay. Uh, oh. I'm imagining a doomed raid of people that like fight their way through the robots and the, and the ghostly presences and, and the, the, the ever, uh, looming like reality of the factory and they make their way to where an object is held and it's. Like a fucking cone. Like it's just like an upside-down <laughs> cone. And you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. It's it's got this horrendous somebody who can sense like a wizard can sense magic and be like, this is contained within it such immense, like gnashing, violent, razor-toothed, magical malignant will that like if unleashed could slaughter at such a scale that is incomprehensible and they're like but but I have no idea what steps one would have to take to use yeah, it. Yeah, like, you cannot equip that item. If this were an MMO, it would and be then like, if you no, do, you can't. Like, oh, yeah, you're done. I imagine this party is doomed to just, like, they, like, for half a second figure it out. They're all, they're all white. Like, like, they've made it to the finish line. They look at this cube, this, like, cone for a while, and they're like, I guess what if we try this? And then they're all, like, wiped out. So what I really love about this, this factory is making...
1: Basically, weapons that are a mix of chaos and order, right? Because they're using Mm -hmm. ghosts, chaos magic, regular, you know, life force of the planet, mixing it with demonic power and creating these horrifying weapons of cataclysmic, otherworldly destruction, violence, and malice. Is it because they don't know how to do this safely, properly, or is it just because they're assholes? You know, are they just they just don't know what they're doing or is it just because like, you know, it's
2: just a demon. It's a dickhead. That feels really satisfying as like a demonic twist. Go on. Elaborate. I will unlock for you the 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 secrets of creation and allow you and and form you into a form that will build weapons that will shake the earth to its core. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Oh, okay. I love that. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to fucking tell you how to do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do it safely. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you, like, what happens when you do it. When I'm not going to tell you what happens when you do it poorly. You didn't ask for any of that. You, I yeah. assumed you knew that. Mm. Vampire Lake is formed into a being capable of building all of these things.
1: I, I dig it because... What, what we're saying, too, is that demons want to cross over and dominate the 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 material plane that fantasy exists in, right? They want to, we'll call it, cover the world in shadow. Make it a place of order. That's what demons want, you know? It's going back mm-hmm. to the Aether and Astra episode. The fucking uh, uh, Arcana are just fucking assholes who have very selfish intentions and are getting played, and I love that. Like you know what I mean? Like so the demon has what they want. They're like, Yeah, no, I exist and you are veiling a region of fantasy for me. You have brought me here and now I'm exacting my will on the world. They're kind of just like the puppet. I mean, not to I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to feel sad for them, but I mean like meaning they're just they're they're fools. They have, yeah. they have pulled upon power. They cannot comprehend. Like you said, I will not show you how to use it. They are all level one players wielding level 99 magic and gear, not knowing how to unlock its potential, how to use it, how to really properly do order energy, how to mix it with their beautiful chaos energy and make something beautiful. And I feel like that is where Celeste Silverna comes in as being like a badass, where this is someone who can do both because they have an understanding of what's internally going on with them, and they naturally do it as opposed to somebody borrowing it. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I, I I it's 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 almost as if if you were to start Final Fantasy XIV tomorrow, Jeff, and I gave you max level equipment and max stats, you'd be like, I still don't know how to play the fucking game. I'm gonna be yes. ass at it. And what whereas Celeste Silverna, a kid who has order and chaos magic naturally within them, is someone who's like, Yeah, no, I'm a goat. I'm I'm fucking ready to raid. I'm max the fuck out because I know the game, I learned the game, and I developed that over time. Well, she will. But this is where the major Arcana are this factory is churning out the the cone that contains cosmic horrors, they have no idea what... they. I don't even think Temperance really understands. They're now just banging things out just for the sake of making them. Is that what you mean? Yes, precisely. So this Gundam, yes, that is the thing where it's like, I'm gonna drain the fucking planet. I don't care. I'll drain the planet of all its life force to make this ultimate weapon. But in the meantime, I'm also gonna make a lot of stuff. Like, that need to create, that need to, like outdo oneself the need to create more horrors mixed with a demonic influence has created this vault of vault of terrors because they're from a lack of control and there's a lack mm-hmm. of understanding happening with the forces that are given to them is that what you mean yeah i fuck with that so much where it's like if you were to ask temperance like what's the cone dude like i don't fucking know but i know it'll turn this world literally inside out you're like oh how did you make it uh, you know fiddling <laughs> <laughs> or are they like a mastermind you know
2: no i kind of like them fucking around i like them being a tinkerer I like they're them. tinkering this is an they're experiment tinkering. these are ex- it's it's basically a hall
1: of weapon experiments and the perfect one is the gundam that's the masterpiece everything else is like i don't know the cone i was trying to learn how to suck uh ghost energy out of the planet and i made the cone whatever now it rests on an altar at the bottom of the vampire lake Yes, I like this. And I will say it's called Vampire Lake because the closer you get to it, your own life force begins to drain. Like if yes. this were a raid, if we we're doing the level ninety nine raid Vampire Lake, your health constantly ticks down while you're inside the raid and you constantly have to keep healing yourself. That feels good. That feels good. Is that a wrap on fucking Temperance uh, and Vampire Lake?
2: What else you got? Can I
1: can I give Please. can I
2: give this fucker a name? Oh, before it was Temperance? Is is his name Vault Victrum?
1: vault like vault like a yes vault victrum who became temperance vault victrum was the dragonian weaponsmith making horrors up on this little hill overlooking a small town basically like a dr frankenstein's castle kind of thing yeah until the day did they die like how do you become this do you die and then you get reborn or you just like you become something else
2: I think he just becomes something else, partially because, like, that opens up the possibility, if we want to tell the story later, of somebody kicking the shit out of Vault Victorum, that he's still out there somewhere. That's very true. <laughs> like, he's inside, like, there is a core to the factory that is his essence that you can find and smash and kill and send this fucker, send this fucker to judgment. Like. Cool. You can like you can you can wreck this person. I okay. So I love that the major arcana get
1: less cool, but still very cool in a way where, yes, they have these names like temperance perhaps is like the demon that came to them, you know, and that's why Mm that now they take their name in the uh, what is it called? The League of Evil. Like you know, when they're around the major arcana, like I am temperance, I am the maker. I will unmake this world by showing you what true might is. Meanwhile, like like arcana dim day is um uh Steve Butterman, right? Mm-hmm. That's the it's a similar thing where underneath of this person, if you don't get the metaphor that we're going for right now of Internet anonymity, I'm smacking you in the face with the salmon where it's underneath of all this pageantry and evil and major arcana. I will show you what strength is by draining the world. You're just an asshole named Volt Victrum who failed as a weaponsmith and nobody wanted your shit anymore. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> like Steve Butterman was a failed fucking wizard. <laughs> is that what we're going for
2: I think that's the vibe and I think that I think that's damn, a rap. damn I love
1: this shit that's a wrap thank you dear for your prompt that went some places the vampire lake teach me everything you I need to know I think we taught you everything you need to know about the vampire lake Whew. if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own to our little podcast that could there are several ways to do it I don't know them anymore, um, but <laughs> Jeff might. Uh, mm, uh, yep. I do. <laughs> no, i do. to keep that in the I will not <laughs> be keeping that in the episode. <laughs> <that> horrible audio.
2: <laughs> you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children for as long as Twitter fucking exists. You can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren or swiftwind says at gmail.com because I still have that email up and running. Uh, you can also, go to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord. Post them in the prompt submission channel. Or you can log on to iTunes, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever it allows you to post a podcast review or post your prompt right there in the review. And then give us five stars while you're doing that. It helps grow the show. We will see it. It will. I will get a little ping in my inbox. And we might use your prompt. Yeah do it <laughs> um, Jeff
1: has another podcast that you should be what? listening to guess what motherfucker you do
2: <laughs> You why aren't you editing
1: it right now you have an
2: episode oh, to make no. oh no <laughs> Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two player role playing experiences every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two player game we share some laughs maybe a few tears and we have a really good time new episodes drop weekly at partyofonepodcast.com Shabuya all My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the Moonshot Podcast Network.
1: wacky dacky do, let's go to the moon. <laughs> Moonshot! <laughs> Moonshot! The Moonshot Podcast Network is a cool place where geniuses like Jeff and I and other podcasters can bring their silly and creative ideas to life and it's a place for creatives to experiment with their far out ideas bring them into reality and have a supportive group of other creatives help bring them to life and make them on the internet. That's I'm so bad at this. That's a good pitch. I feel like I pretty <laughs> much summed it up. Hell yeah. And I'm glad to be a part of the Moonshot Podcast Network where all my fancy children has found their home.
2: Anywho, uh, what else we got? What uh, else we got going uh, oh, on? Oh, we
1: got verbal motherfucking hugs, Jeff. You got a verbal hug this week? Um, I do. I do. Um, productivity. It, it's <laughs> who wants it? I don't need it. I hate it. Um, productivity is something where you have to be wary of. If me, so I'll give you my personal example. I'm speaking from my own experience. A lot of the times when I don't have a lot going on like if i'm just fucking auditioning and uh, you know i'm not booked and blessed and you know work is slow for example I will oftentimes create stress in my head and things that I need to do in order to feel productive so that when I lay my head on the pillow, I feel like I did something that day. And I put that in air quotes. Don't fucking do that because then I get caught up in this cycle of what is productivity. I got to be productive. Am I editing? Am I recording? Am I making something? I got to make something. I got to make something. I got to keep working, working, working. And I'm not, and I'm missing out on my life. And it's almost like driving really fast. Imagine taking a beautiful scenic drive through the forest on like a beautiful paved road that's nice and safe. And you're going 120 down it, not seeing anything beautiful along the way. Then you get to the end of that forest drive and you go, I'm there. And you go, yeah, but fucking, you didn't appreciate any of it. You're just at a different location. But yeah, but I drove really fast. I got a lot done. And you're like, you didn't, but you didn't stop. You didn't appreciate it. Stop and smell the roses. Take some time to appreciate things. Don't get caught up in the trap of productivity, of making things just to make it and to, you know, keep up with everybody and to be making something, you know, work so you can pay your rent, blah, blah, blah. But don't create a necessary stress in order to feel satisfied creatively you know, uh, taking a day to recharge your battery and, you know, take a walk and see the stray cats like I did today. It was awesome. I saw like four stray cats out of this abandoned building and it was delightful. It was a fun recharging experience that has, that is productive. That is something that made me feel good and now this episode was a fucking banger. So don't do what I, do as I say, not as I do, but be careful of that trap. It's my verbal hug for you.
2: Um, mine is on a similar vibe, but from a different angle. Um, don't be afraid or like when you're, when making work, don't be afraid or embarrassed or like ashamed to do what you need to do to feel like comfortable and happy making that work. What I mean by that is like, I think oftentimes there is an impulse that we have to wing it we that like to your end i think i think aaron like you said it i think in a, in a way that i think is interesting and has got me thinking oftentimes we view product like phrases like and i understand why we do this because capitalism is a poison that has ruined the world yes. and our lives in every conceivable way we look at phrases like productivity or efficiency and we see something evil Understandable. They are used almost exclusively in the context of the greatest evils in all of our lives. That is correct. However, there is an impulse to view things like those, like those, those, those properties and concepts as purely negative because they are associated with things that make us feel like shit and make the world worse. There is nothing wrong with looking at your work and saying are there ways that i can make this work take less time take less of my brain space my emotional capacity my heart like we often think that like taking those steps and building processes to streamline things is us playing into a a a game that a game a, pro, a game that is evil, playing into an evil game, when sometimes those steps can be the thing that you can use to get your life back, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, like I for a very long time, like I, you know, I had to do lists at work and productive and like task management apps at work. And I would come back to podcasting and be like, well, I can't, I just, I guess I got to just wing it and sort of guesstimate what the podcast episodes I'm going to be releasing in a month, two months, three months are. And I guess, oh God, I got, I got, I'm like constantly feeling like, oh God, I have a thing next week that I got to prepare for building a to-do list that like has subtasks and like connected things and due dates. Like those things have helped me maintain the work that I do the podcasting work the fundraising work all of these things that I do in ways that are really positive and productive but like allow me to do the things that I want without burning me out or feeling like I'm constantly running behind like it is okay to look at the things that you do and wonder can I do them more effectively don't feel like you have to shortchange yourself in those ways simply because you don't want to play it a game that you don't want to play it a game that shitty people are also playing correct I'm with you I think that's all we do here it is all we do here alright well then until next time good night night and good game. game
0: Ugh, I find these places to be utterly disgusting. Brother, why did you bring me all the way to a pine barren? Whatever do you mean, dear sister? I thought you liked walks in nature. Come on, take in the sights. Appreciate the crimson waters. We are taking great risk by being here, brother. You know what lurks within the pines. You know what it hunts. Oh no, dear sister. I forgot all about the Devils of the Pines. You remember? The ancient primordial spirits of light that protect these woods and hunt the shadow? Oh no. Do you think I would have brought you here if I hadn't already done something about it? This is where you've been? You went off and hunted a Devil of the Pines alone? We are the sun and the moon. We are stronger when we are united! (sighs) I apologize, brother. Next time, simply allow me to join you in the hunt. Oh, I'm sorry if I upset you, sister. It was not my intention. I know. We are stronger together. And that is why I took care of the easy part by myself. For now, the real fun can begin. Upon its bones, you and I will build a grand and beautiful home. Oh brother, I already have so many ideas. Come, let us veil this foul place in shadow.